Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I would like to talk about the key. How to respond to undesirable situation in your life? The key: How to respond? How many people have faced undesirable situation in your life? Somebody cheat you? Somebody talk bad about you behind the scene? Lose your reputation? Somebody steal girlfriend from you? <laughs> I almost one time somebody almost stole Pastor Dab from me. At that time, I was not a believer. I was thinking about I'm a third degree back belt. He's gonna see my fists and my feet. <laughs> Some undesirable situation ha- can happen. People left friendship. People got cheated, or maybe. The boss promised you to give you promotion, and he changed his mind and promoted somebody else. Or you expect something to happen, and it did not happen. All of us, I believe, you can all raise hand. All of us face undesirable situation in life. Is that right? You think that, oh, you date this guy; he's gonna be my hero. After a few months, he is the King Kong. He's not a hero. You're so disappointed. Something like that. You face undesirable situation. So I'm going to give you four keys how to face the undesirable situation from the scriptural point of view. The first key in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7. Again, going to be quick and short. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. The first way to respond to the undesirable situation is to love. Respond in love. Definitely, the first thing you need to ask yourself, how many people sometimes get mad, very disappointed, and want to take revenge, and want to react and do something because it's so painful? I believe all of us, including me. I remember many years ago, I led one man and one woman, husband and wife, to Christ. He came along. I get him filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Suddenly, he told the whole city of Seattle that Pastor Lau is too young, little nose, not brown hair, too short, speaking broken English. He cannot be a pastor. He caused all the Thai people in Seattle to discredit me. And some people left the church because he's talking bad about me. I never forgot that day. I was driving in a part of Seattle, and my heat come up. I was so mad. 
I led him to Christ. I led him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this couple. I went to visit their home, teach the Bible, but he turned around and destroyed my reputation. And I was so mad, fuming on my face. So I had to park the car. And suddenly the Lord talked to me. Do you love me? Yes, I loved you. And He said to me, "If you love me, forgive him and let it go. I am the God of revenge. I take care. Don't worry. You don't need to revenge. You don't need to retaliate. You just walk in love. I loved you. You loved me. You loved your enemy, and it happens. He did not repent. The guy keep blasting me in the society, Thai society. One day." He was admitted to the hospital in the ICU. This close to death. What happened? He was standing in his shop, and suddenly the, the liver broke out, and the pus come out, and he became we call in the English language we call sepsis. Sepsis means bacteria went all over the body. The blood pressure went down, and close to death. I went to the hospital right away, and went to the ICU because I was a doctor over there anyway. I was the doctor in University of Washington, so I went to the ICU as a doctor, lay hand on him and pray for him. The doctor he said that he have this close to death, and he was raised from the dead. He recovered fully and returned to work again. But I never caught that I lay hand on you. He did not know he was he was comatose. I never say anything. I just went there to pray for this man. I forgive him. I chose to respond in love. One of the very powerful story in the Bible that, oh, make me want to become like this man. Look at Genesis chapter 50, verses 20 to 21. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke highly to them. Wow! This man named Joseph, his brother, kicked him into the pit, and after that, pulled him out and sold him to be a slave. And he became a slave for many years. And then his boss' wife, Potiphar's wife, lied about him. He got into jail. And then his friend in jail forgot about him, promised that I'm going to tell Pharaoh to release you. But after his friend left the jail, he forgot about Joseph. This man responded to every situation, all this unfair treatment, this persecution, with love. God promoted the man of the right heart. How many people want God to promote you? How many people want God to give you special grace and favor? No matter what man do, no matter what people do to you, if God opened the door for you, no one can stop. No one can shut the door that God opened for you. He became the prime minister, and in front of his brothers who were very rude to him and tried to kill him, he said, "Oh, I will not talk about the past anymore. I forgive you." Please come in. I'm gonna give you the land. You and your wife and your kids, everyone can enjoy the land of Egypt. I'm the prime minister. How did Joseph respond? He responded to the undesired situation in love. So number one, everyone say love. love. But I know you cannot love people. You cannot love your enemy without the grace and the power of God. That's why the first thing you have to do is to love God first. 
when you love God, then the Lord can help you. The Holy Spirit will pour His love into you, so that you can love those who unlovely, those who offend you and hurt your feeling. You cannot love people by human love. You can love people by divine agape love. Amen. That's why we need God to be able to respond in love. Number two. How to respond to undesirable situations? Okay, number two, First John chapter five, verses four to five. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory. How many people want to have victory? No matter what people did to you, the end result, you are the victor, not the victim. How can you have victory that has overcome the world? Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. My dear brother and sister, the second way to respond to the undesirable situation is faith. Everyone say love. Everyone say faith. You have faith in God. You believe that no matter what happened, He has a good plan and good destiny and success for those who love Him. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, you remember? God has good plan for you because you love Him. So, whenever it happens in your life, whatever happens, you just stay calm and laugh. <laughs> I have the Almighty God in heaven. I am the victor. God going to give me victory no matter what man did to me. God has a promised land for me. He will turn the situation around. He's a God of the lost and found. He's a God of restoration. He's going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. He's going to take back what belonged to me, what the devil steal from me. He will give it back to me. Amen? That's what happened to me. When I started to move in the fire of God in year 1999, year 2000, I started to move in revival in the fire of God. Oh, I tell you, pastor in Singapore canceled my meeting. All the pastors in Thailand say that I'm a cult. They all stop meeting with me and want to associate with me. I lost all the friends, pastor friends. Can you imagine? Pastor Dai and I really sent one Japanese student to the Bible school. And she stayed in our house for five years. We bought the car for her to drive. We bought and paid the school and live in our house and eat for free for five years. We sent her to Japan, to Tokyo to start the church. And we are the one who start that church. After the organization say that Pastor Lao is a cult, what happened? She left me. She said, bye-bye, Pastor Lao. I don't care about five years in your home. I'd rather choose the organization, not you. I tell you, it was hurt. Big time. It hurts. Undesirable situation. But I rise up. I can forgive this woman. I will love her the same. I will not say bad things about her. My God shall restore the situation for me. Within a few years, I began to have new friends like Pastor Sam, Pastor <laughs> Sang. I began to have new friends like Brother Fred and Cham Long. And also Pastor Tori, Pastor Pla, <laughs> Pastor Prasad. Now I have friends all over the world. New friends. Because I don't let that situation to keep me in prison of self-pity. Poor me, 
poor me. Oh, I fail. I try to plant church in Japan, but they dumb me. No, I'm not gonna have a victim mentality. I'm not gonna have the defeated mentality. My God can pay me back. My God loved me. He paid me back. I have faith in God. God gonna give me better. Everyone say better. Everyone say the best. The best is coming. I have faith. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so number one, love. Number two, faith. Number three, James chapter one verse five. James chapter three verse thirteen. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Who is wise and understanding among you? Verse thirteen, chapter three. Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. wisdom. Proverbs chapter two talk about wisdom in verse six. For the Lord give wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in order for the upright. He is the shield to those whose walk is blameless. The third principle of how to face undesirable or disappointing situation is to ask God for wisdom. What to do? What should I say? Where should I go? How should I respond? Wisdom of God. You should live by the wisdom of God 24/7. You live in the fear of God and ask God to guide you. You know when I put the X-ray up. On the X-ray box to look at the MRI on my patient. Right away, beep, 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 beep. I put the antenna up and ask the Lord to show me wisdom, to give me wisdom how to take care of that patient. I give you example. One patient have spine shifting like this at lumbar four and five, like this. And orthopedic surgeons have back fusion screw. But when she came to me for the second opinion, I look at that. And I saw another little little piece of this at L34 above, and the Lord spoke to me. He gave me wisdom, son. Don't put the screw in. Open above at L34 and remove that small piece of this. That's it. I told her, and I did according to the wisdom of God. She came back for follow up two weeks later, and she smiled. She hugged me. She said, "The pain is gone." Is gone. I don't have the screw in my back. You know, to put the screw in the people back take about four hours, and they're gonna have that forever the rest of their life. But with the little surgery, I'm the, put the screw in the surgery. The incision will be this long. But to do the surgery I perform is this long, and surgical pain is minimum. She became healed by the wisdom of God. You need to go to see the doctor who is a believer who depend on the wisdom of God, amen. And everything we do, we should hook up to the wisdom of God. So that's number three. Last one, number four. <laughs> I need to have time to lay hand. Number four. You can blame Alaska Airlines, okay? Don't blame me. Number four. Number one. What is number one? Number two. Number three. Number four. Okay. Galatians chapter two verse twenty and Galatians chapter five 
14 to 17. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, again faith, in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 5, 14 to 17, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed. So don't talk bad about people. Don't gossip. Don't criticize. Don't cause people to lose reputation by your mouth because you're going to be consumed too by one another. I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. The fourth key is to die. Die to self. I am dead. Pastor Lao is not around. I'm dead. But the Spirit of God lives in me. So this is how I walk with God every day. I'm dead. It's not about me. No. But the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, who lives in me, will show me what to do, will guide me, will lead me, fill me with love, compassion, forgiveness. I yield to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm dead. Pastor Lao is not around anymore. But the Spirit rises up in me and tell me what to do. Show me from my eyes that I will look at people through the lens of God. Will speak from the Spirit of God. Will respond from the Spirit of God. Whatever Spirit wants me to do, I will do. I surrender and I am led by the Spirit in every situation. Amen? Hallelujah. One time I remember I was performing surgery uh, on a lady. She is about, I never forgot that day. 45 years old, she was on the bicycle and she fell down, hit her head on the ground, broke her skull here. And because when you broke the skull here, it cut the vessel inside. There is a vessel called middle meningeal artery. So when that vessel broke off, it bled like uh, turning on the water tap. So she came with a big clot here and she was dying. So I have to perform emergency surgery at 9 p.m. at night and open up when I begin to suck the clot out. Suddenly, it's like water tap. The blood just zoom. And the first thing I react, I was thinking, she may die because you cannot lose more than two liters of blood from your body. Your heart going to stop beating. So I have only a few minutes to stop that bleeding. But I could not because I'm the only one man. No assistant, no nurse, no other doctor at 9 p.m. Everyone stay home watching TV. So I was one hand, another hand. How am I going to stop that bleeding? Right away, Holy Spirit, help me. I asked the Holy Spirit, I need to save this woman's life. I don't want her to die on the table. The Holy Spirit told me right away, cried out loud, Jesus, help me. <laughs> really, I heard that voice in my heart, cried out loud, Jesus, help me. You have no choice. As a doctor, you cannot save her. So I cried out loud, Jesus, help me. Or the nurse like, ooh, the neurosurgeon said, Jesus, help me. So I said, Jesus, help me. The bleeding stopped.
You see, you are led by the Spirit. The Spirit of Jesus will tell you what to do in those situations. So learn walking in love. Okay, learn walking by faith. Learn to depend on the wisdom of God. Learn to surrender to the Holy Spirit all the time, and you're gonna have victory. Amen. Four keys. Let us repeat one more time. Number one. Love. Number two, faith. Number three, wisdom. Number four, die to self, yield to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, not your flesh lead you, not your own smartness, your ability, your diploma, anything. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Don't be too smart. Holy Spirit more smarter than you. Okay. You let the Holy Spirit help you. You are not smart enough. Believe me, you don't know everything. Amen. Four things. How many people promise God from now on? You're gonna walk that way. Amen. So if I offend you, how are you gonna respond? You love me. Okay. So if somebody offend you in the church, are you gonna leave the church? How you respond? How you respond back? Love, love that person back. Don't leave the church. Amen. But if you are offended by your pastor, your pastor said something wrong. What you gonna do? And then pray by faith that your pastor will grow up more, <laughs> will not make mistake again. <laughs> if your kids are in trouble, what you do? Love. Pray by faith for your kids. Ask for wisdom. What to say to my children? What should I say? And led by the Spirit in everything. Maybe the Holy Spirit will say to you, "Take your daughter out for ice cream," and that action may have a breakthrough. Always led by the Spirit. Your daughters have problem. Oh, don't react by the flesh. Don't like like this. Just calm down. Love, faith, wisdom, and led by the Spirit. And you're gonna see victory after victory, breakthrough after breakthrough, good break. After good break, after good break, you will see that God will come true for you, and He's going to perform miracles and give you victory in everything. Amen. Four things. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, because the one who pour the love into you that you can have supernatural agape love beyond human being. Is the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, because the one who's going to give you supernatural faith is the Holy Spirit. Is that right? We want the Spirit of faith to come upon us. Thank God. The name of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Wisdom. Thank Jesus. God the Father is on the throne. Jesus left the world two thousand years ago, and He said, "I send to you." My counselor, my helper. Actually, the word counselor in the Greek language is parakletos. Parakletos means the same kind, but on your side. So, actually, the Holy Spirit is the same kind as Jesus, but on your side. Everywhere you go, Jesus is with you by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you in everything. So that's why the church need to welcome the touch, the move of the Spirit. And will make members become stronger and more victorious in life. Amen. Hallelujah. 
That's why we love the Holy Spirit to move and touch people. Amen. So today, when you receive the Holy Spirit, ask Him to pour love into you. His love. Ask Him to pour His faith into you. Pour His wisdom into you. You can ask, and ask Him to control your life. You know, in the revival service like this, some people don't like it because it looks like a little bit out of control. People laugh, people fall down, people cry, people scream. You know, let me tell you this way. Some pastors say this way: Pastor Lau is wrong because the Bible says that self-control. One of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. Do you know that they misinterpret the Bible? Self-control means control your flesh. If I get mad at Pastor Da, for example, my wife, <laughs> honey, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> That is self-control. The Bible never say even one time you control the Holy Spirit. You don't control the Holy Spirit. You yield to the Holy Spirit. If you can be touched, be filled, be controlled by the Holy Spirit in this room, one day when you get out on the bus station and the Holy Spirit leads you, you learn how to yield at that moment. When I perform surgery, I can yield to the Holy Spirit at that moment. But if you fight with the Holy Spirit here, you know some people don't like laying on of hand. When we lay hand, they run away. But you know what? What happened is that they allow their flesh to control them. They will never learn to control by the Holy Spirit. Everything in life, you know, why medicine called practice. We call practice medicine. The one thousand head I operate on is better than the first head I cut on. When I perform craniotomy, cut open the skull of people, the first head take me four hours. Now the same surgery, it take me one hour. Done. Bye bye. I go to have some drink. Why? Practice. Is that right? Practice. The same thing. Revival service is a practice. We practice the touch of the Spirit. If you learn how to be touched by the Spirit here, you will be better and better to allow the Holy Spirit to work with you and guide you and control you. So when you go out. In the marketplace, at your workplace, when you talk to your boss at the bank, you maybe work as a banker, and the Holy Spirit tell you to say something, you let him control you. You say something right on. Oh, I give you a uh, maybe ten percent raise because you speak the right thing. You speak to your customer. You speak the right thing. The customer instead of going to another company, stay with you and buy from you because the Holy Spirit is leading you. You learn how to yield, how to be led by the Spirit. So when we lay hand like this and you get touched by the Spirit, is practice. Learn how to yield. When the Holy Spirit wants you to cry, you just cry. Don't fight. If you fight, he back off. Okay, whatever. He is a gentleman. And if you fight in this room, you're gonna fight him at the bus station. When you talk to your Boss, when you talk to your wife, I remember one time and Pastor Da have quarrel. If you say that Pastor Lau is holy man, no, I'm not holy. I sometimes is nasty to my wife too, and I quarrel. I was so mad at her. Oh, I walk out of my house, bang the door, walk out, 
get mad at my wife. I walk, 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 and then suddenly I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, "Stop! Go back home right now and say sorry to your wife." Ah! <laughs> I return and say sorry, honey. I should not be mad at you. But if I don't learn how to yield here, I'm not going to yield there. I'm going to keep walking, and the family will break down. Is that right? Learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Are you ready to yield? <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.